This podcast contains paid promotion. Hello and welcome to Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And in this corner, saying things like this for no apparent reason, it's me, the Red Ranger, with no dick in my mouth. <laughs> you people out there in Radioland won't understand this joke, but trust me, it was funny. Uh... I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger, and after that, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Does it need to be said that I also don't have dicks in my mouth? I also don't have dicks in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess joining us this week, the man with the biggest mouth and no dicks in it, John the Mega McHugh. Yes, no dicks. Is that period or just in the mouth? Just in the mouth or period in general. No. He's like a no. Kendall down there. Like, whoa, we just went. Whoa, 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 hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's whoa, back whoa. this. Let's back, back this. this up. No. Let's just start over. Alt F4, Alt F4. <laughs> Control Alt Delete. <laughs> it's Control Z, guys. Control Z. All of it. You just, want, you just want so much control. That's what this comes down to. Wow. So what are we talking about this week? Well, what are we talking about this week? I feel the reason we have John here is for a very specific reason. And of course, that means we're talking about Love Live anime, because he loves that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't get enough of that Nico Yazawa, I capture your heart <laughs> yes who is your favorite love live girl who is your waifu as the kids call it today is that what they call it now I don't know I'm an old you've man calling it, you've been calling it waifu for a long time <laughs> you don't have to, if you're an old man then that's, that's your term <laughs> <laughs> notice me senpai Nico senpai will never notice you damn so me me love life garbage excited about this as opposed to what we're actually going to talk about today what why what are we actually going to talk about amy well there were a lot of exciting games announced at e3 and one of them is part of a series that john knows a lot about and tyler knows a lot about yes it's it's not skyrim it's the other one Yes, yes, the most despised thing in history, the Sonic franchise. Yeah. No. Oh, we're not talking about Sonic Mania. Wait, did they announce? Did they? Did they announce a game at E3 about Sonic? They're doing an update to Sonic Mania. Oh. Well, I didn't know that actually. I am a disappointment as a Sonic fan. It's time to do Sudoku. I mean, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean Harakiri or Haiku? <laughs> I am a bad fan. I did not know about the game. Dishonor <laughs> on myself. 
I'm actually kind of impressed, to be honest. No volleyballs involved. No volleyballs involved. <laughs> Wait, does that, uh, does that count as rap? Can we drink to that? I'm yeah, going to yeah. say yes. As I spill uh, all over my damn self. Uh, <laughs> you're used to it by now. But the game, the mm. name of the game, Fallout 76. Bum, bum, bum. What's that about? I've never heard of it. What's it like? What? Well, <laughs> when you 86 something, out? When you 86 Fall something, out. it means to remove it. What does Fall it mean out. when you 76 something? It is in mention to the vault of where they all came out of. Vault 76. So if I am going to say, hey, 76, that Mega McHugh, what does that mean? It means what if, I'm I, probably... what if you want a 96 something? Well, you don't want to go to Vault 96. <laughs> Which one was Vault 96? Vault 96 was where they were experimenting with one man and nothing but females. No, that was Vault, uh, that was vault 69. 69. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 69, you got it. Yeah, and then there was Vault 68, which was the reverse of that. True. Uh, vault 96. Um, I don't remember anything. That I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. So, who knows the story of Fallout or the rough translation or the... Would you... I, I can say. I, I can say it. I like I talking. <laughs> I don't think there is a Vault 96, is there? Am I crazy? Like there uh, is a Vault. No. I'll, I'll look up. I'll look up all the Vault numbers here while you guys go and give so, everybody so the lore. There are there are what like a hundred and twenty vaults. Something like there's a hundred and twenty one. If you don't want to count Vault zero zero zero. Yeah. Uh, well, Vault zero 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 is just like a special. That was the vault where all the U.S. government members went when the bombs fell, and then they later yeah. became the Enclave. That's just Vault Zero. I just call it. I, I like it zero, 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 because it sounds cooler. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's longer. It's more of a mouthful. True. Like a dick. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that's the thing about there's a whole bunch of vaults, and every single vault had like a it was supposed Social to be a safety vite, but then Vault Tech was like, hey, let's make these social experiments. So yep. that is the point about Vault 76 that it is one of the control vaults, mm -hmm. uh, which we have talked about. I, we've talked about that before. I don't know, we may have. Anyways, so it starts off. We're gonna go way back in time where Fallout is an alternate reality. Uh, but it's all it's all exactly the same until well, the end of World War II. Yes, where the basically the main difference is that the uh, transistor wasn't invented. Exactly, so electronics didn't shrink like they have here; they just stayed big, um, and so it kept its 1950s aesthetic uh, for technology and culture. Uh, but then the rest of stuff still kind of boomed and it kind of stayed in that. So they stayed with things like nuclear power. Um, so everything's nuclear powered, like the cars mm -hmm. have nuclear power in them. That's why when you shoot them, they, they explode in such a way. Um, and just stayed with that aesthetic. Uh, but after that, um, what happened is they continued to use up resources 
like petroleum, yeah, gasoline and nuclear resources. And so they started having resource wars. And that started with the um, China. Well, the whole part of Asia became one huge empire led by China. Yep. And they started taking over territories. So the U.S. was like, hey, we got to we got to get some areas. So they started introducing more heavily armored uh, ways of fighting because the Japanese mm -hmm. just had better artillery. So that came to the introduction of using nuclear energy to power their uh, weapons on a portable scale. So this led to like the introduction of the T-40 power armor. Yep. That's the power armor, uh, the fat boy missile, uh, mm -hmm. laser weapons, laser so, weapons. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to the point where the war was going on that they annexed Canada for its resources and moved up to Alaska where yep. China invaded through Alaska. Yep, what happened they, to Russia? Russia, ever... Russia was completely killed itself off through uh, overuse of resources and honestly lack of leadership. They haven't really gone much into the detail. Yeah, there are... There are a couple survivors throughout the certain wastelands that have the accent from that area, but they don't talk much about it. So there's not really much known about what happened in that area. Yeah, because that's that's always something I've always wondered about is like, I don't hear anything about Russia. And I thought this feels so 1950s. You think Russia would become a big superpower, but it, it it's didn't. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah, it sort of just kind of died off and it's China was the main bad guy and that was the con who which was also communism so there was still like True. a communism fighting thing because like that's it's, them fighting the red devil or uh, what was it uh red they had the a red video menace. game the red, the red menace. menace yes yeah there's the video game from it and um that was them fighting communism um anyway so that happens uh more war breaks out and eventually they go further into time than we do. They go into our future. They go to uh, 2077. Uh, 77. 78 is when the bombs drop, isn't it? No, it is 77. No, it's October 23rd, 2077 is when yes. the first bombs hit DC. Yeah, and then but we the whole world went into nuclear fallout. But however, it was not the end of the world because mankind's no. fickle that way. Voltec yep. was a company funded by the U.S. military and a few other guys to construct specialized shelters called yes. vaults. And each vault was designed to last exactly 200 years with the amount of resources, structures, this, that, and the other thing. But Voltec had help from Robco, which was another big player. They made a lot of robots. All the robots are made by... Robots were made by Robco. I mean, Robco even had their hand in making military robots, but those just weren't that good i guess is robco ran by our red ranger yes don't let people know about the robots people aren't ready for artificial intelligence elon musk still hasn't gotten away in case this gets out of hand don't yep. let anyone know that i am a robot and we have a deal <laughs> but uh one thing that's interesting is when you get to like rock, like the pit boy, for example, that's something handed out to every single vault dweller to a certain degree, but mm -hmm. it's essentially a micro sized computer. It's a, it's a, yeah. but it's retro and high tech at the same time. If that makes yeah. sense. Yes. Cause that's, that's the equivalent to their handheld computer, mm -hmm. uh, which goes on their wrist, which was very still 
pretty bulky and big. Um, so they, yeah, uh, what the hell does Pip-Boy stand for? It stands for... Personal information. Isn't it personal information? Yeah. Personal information something. Shoot. Um, penis. Yes. Exactly what it is. Personal information penis. Uh, personal information processor. That's it. That's it. Processor. Yeah, yeah the Robco Pit Boy. So that's also by Robco. Yeah, Robco had a. Well, it's interesting because Robco and Vault Tech was getting. They were getting pretty rich on all this. They were with the advertisement. People were scared, and they were to a certain degree taking advantage of it. Hey, that's war. That is, Maybe that's war. Never changes. Yeah. <laughs> also, not to go and cut into what you guys were saying before, but something I found kind of interesting uh, doing a little bit of uh, background checking here. Mm -hmm. So, John, you said that there was what, uh, 124 volts? Like at least more than 100, I think. It's yeah. more than 100, and it's more close 100. to 120. Because there's yeah. at least a couple in each like, major quadrant. Yeah, so th this is what I find actually kind of interesting here. So, Going and doing a quick check on this uh, and looking through, uh, the actual number of vaults has changed as the games have been released on mm -hmm. there. To yeah. this date, the ones that have been mentioned uh, between the main continuity and the extended canon, including Brotherhood of Steel, Fallout Shelter, yeah. and all that stuff, uh, we've actually Fall... only... Fallout yeah, Shelter can't count because that's 0 to 90, 999. So those are like your personal vaults. Uh, these are the only mentioned vaults. So yeah, it goes yeah, up. That's to just it. Yeah. So looking at this, the only named vaults that have been made clear, there's only 59 of them throughout the entirety of what's yes. been connected on here. Yeah. Uh, those are the only named vaults. But yeah, there's true. vaults in between there that are that have experiments done on them, but we just don't know what they are. Because they're they were all over North America. And then quite uh, a few of them were doing social experiments that were just ungodly yeah, I terrible. I think there was only five control vaults. Like 76. 76 was one of them, yes. And 101. Uh, uh, was 101? No, 101 wasn't a control vault. Really? No, it was, wasn't it? I'm uh, pretty sure no. it was. Um, 101, which was Fallout uh, 3. Yeah, yes. Here we go, one, yeah. Uh, no, that was a that was the uh, uh, an omnipresent dictatorship of like a overseer who just saw. Okay. It yeah, th this everything. is the official description of Vault One Hundred One. Uh, testing the role of an omnipresent overseer in a community remaining in indefinite isolation from the outside world, and the study of reactions to the residents uh, if the isolation should be broken. Mm. So. This is one that they're intentionally releasing people from it to go and study uh, their reaction to the outside world. Right. Uh, which one was Fallout 1? I think that was a control vault. 70... Vault 13. Vault 13, yes. Yes. Uh, that yeah. one was a control vault. Uh, but I think when the time came to like open up the vault, they decided not to. And then it wasn't wasn't until uh, a water chip broke that caused the reactor to melt down. It was no longer producing clean water. So they made a guy leave to try to retrieve it. He brought back the chip, but then they kicked him out. He wasn't yeah. allowed to re-enter into the vault. 
Yeah, because he's basically tainted. That so if we want to go in the timeline, that is that was the most common or most recent occurrence of something on the timeline because mm-hmm. basically from twenty seventy seven to that was uh, I just looked it up twenty one sixty one. There was nothing going. Well, there's stuff going on in between there, but that's like the first there's, game. Thing. Right. Because there were survivors that did leave their vaults early and try to rebuild society, like the guys so, that founded the NCR. Yeah. Uh, this is this is where now uh, the new game coming out, uh, Vault 76, does take place earlier than that because it takes place yes. uh, 25 years after the drum, bombs drop. So that's like the very first thing of people coming out there like there should still be radiation happening so i'm really curious of like but it's you think the world would just be completely destroyed and well but i guess not well we've never seen radiation on that size and scale no but does um, amy know anything about radiation not on that size and scale but something that has always bothered me about fallout is how you can reduce your amount of radiation uh, mm-hmm. I have a radiation license. I take radiographs every day and it's cumulative. It's with you for your whole life. So if I like just sat down and took like 2000 x-rays on you, you are always going to be 2000 x-rays radiated. And if tomorrow I take another 2000, you're 4000. You didn't get less radiated. So it, it uh, that always is like, no, but I do appreciate like the Geiger counter, like the Mm-hmm. So now, like, all these gamers know what that is. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it would be on that scale. I mean, a lot of these vault dwellers would have cancer, but that doesn't make a good video game. Like, no. Like, they're on the surface. Well, <laughs> also, Fallout, that's, that's... Fallout 6, chemotherapy. Well, it's like well, that scene in Fallout 3 when you're about to descend into the vault and then the bomb blast happens. And you see it like at that point, you'd four, be dead. Fallout four. Yeah, Fallout Four. You'd be dead yeah. because the blast would have already hit you. Yeah, that's what that's what I got from that. Is like you see it drop, and you're like, that shockwave coming at you would have hit, would just would have obliterated you and killed you. Yeah, if you're that you'd be close dead to it. instantly. Yeah, if not, you would have been very horribly burned. So I don't know. It's a video game. Also, they have ghouls, and like realistically, never from been scientifically. Yeah, from that much radiation, people just turn to goop, uh, which is which is crazy. So yeah, when people get that huge 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 amount of radiation, um, it's like their body literally just starts falling down, uh, falling apart at a atomic level. So yeah. they can they can get a blast of radiation. Um, this is this is a story. Uh, this is like a, a famous story about it, where a guy got a blast of like gamma radiation, like the kind that makes would have made the Hulk. And he yeah. came into the hospital and was like, I got a lethal dose of this. I'm going to die. But then they basically, he was perfectly fine. It, he looked perfectly fine. So they just studied him for the next, uh, God, it was like, I think five days. And mm-hmm. they just watched him as he slowly melted as a person. Uh, so it was just like, he was fine. And then they start seeing boils and things. And then his body just started breaking down. And then they had to like put him to a reduced coma just to keep him alive to basically watch the effects of weapons. And he just melted yeah. slowly because every atom was just falling apart. Yeah. Um, so you know what else they leave out of the games, uh, when you get, uh, some radiation and not a lot, 
uh, you get nausea, uh, vomiting, and bloody diarrhea. Where is that in the Fallout games? Um, well, you get that yeah. does kind of exist. Yeah, I mean, you I get know. you get penalties to your health with too much radiation. Where is the yeah. bloody diarrhea? That I mean, they make when you get healed. There's mentions of you bleeding in the gums and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it does have that. Like, it gives you health benefit. Uh, well, I think there's also what is it? I think you get wobbly if you get too much radiation at once, and you can't walk. Yeah, and you're just like I've never gotten that. I only got that like a couple times when I'm like going through places. I'm like, I'm normally pretty prepared when I play that game, so I'll have my yes. vault suit or have my things. Like, if I hit a radiation spot, I'm like, I can come back later with the right stuff. But sometimes lately, I've been playing. And I'm like, ah. I've been started using way more drugs than I used to never touch any drugs in that yeah. game. Which is, it's bad. And now I'm just like, I'm carrying too much stuff. Ah, I just take some, 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 uh, um, buff, out. Ones? buff out. And then I'm just, I'm good. I'm strong. I yeah. can carry everything now. And it's just like, I'm, I'm getting attacked and I'm, I'm like, oh God, there's too many guys. Well, I could just do some like, uh, uh, damage reduction and some psycho and some jet and do it at the same time. The psycho jet, just the combination of all the drugs into one. You just do that. And everything slows down. You do more damage. You take less damage. And then you just <laughs> take a bunch of rad X and you don't get radiated. And then some, I've never used mentats. Those are the one things I don't ever have a thing to need because you'd only need those for more charisma. Yeah. And that's normally talking to people. So I think yeah. if I, I never know when I'm having a conversation with someone that has important stuff like that. So I think if I just go talk to someone, it's like, Oh, now I'm in a dialogue tree. I can't get out of the dialogue tree to start taking mentaps to boost my dialogue yeah, for this. It's like you got to be unnaturally prepared. Yeah, you have to be like... Whenever you talk to a babe, that's when you should be prepared. No, you get the lady killer perk. Oh, yeah. I I went for um, Cat. That, that was my babe. Nice. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that Irish accent. And red hair. Piper. Mm. Piper's mm. fun. Or strong. Um, strong? <laughs> <laughs> My God. I've been thinking about him lately. Super mutants I, for the win. Does, does, he have, does he have his own quest? Because I want to start playing him as a quest. I no, bring it's, him just, it's just like him just accepting you, essentially. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I think there's one with... Um, uh, di, 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 what the hell is his name? Paladin Dance. Paladin, Paladin Dance. Dance. I think... Can you be... Written, romantically yes Ooh. i almost did that a, a flirting came up and i was like no no I'm, I'm gonna just i'm not gonna flirt with you you're you're a cool guy F firm handshake can you be gay and pop fallout mm -hmm. i didn't know that it's i perfect. haven't played as much as i should have because it was one of those situations where i got really far and didn't realize it wasn't auto save oh so. <laughs> oh well, that does auto save Totally yeah, it all awesome. saves. Awesome. Awesome. Number three didn't. Oh, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started on three. Oh, auto awesome. three. No, I had the problem with auto saving on three that it wouldn't overwrite files. It would just add another one. And yeah. so I had a fucking ton of save files in my ah. Fallout three. Well, like, and I didn't publish anything that would be worth them auto saving, even if it did have auto save, because I'm the type of gamer, like, I fucking picked up cans for two hours and like sold Actually, all of them. Like that's the kind of gamer I am. I'm very completionist, so that's why open world is hard for me. 
because I'm like, oh, I got to get this crab, this, you know, Maryland blue crab meat back. So I'm like, I love blue crabs. So I want to share the, the love. <laughs> yeah. Crabby goodness. So I, do, I also like crab. I will nonchalantly, I'll nonchalantly buy crab like no one's business. <laughs> there you go. Um, Yeah. I don't know. There is a lot of quests in both those games because it's just like, I just stumble upon them. I feel like they had a giant map and yeah. then people just put a bunch of stuff there and then they're like, okay, this spot doesn't have something. Dave, your turn. Make something for this spot. And then, because like every building you enter, you go through, there's like a little tiny story in that yeah. building. That's what's and awesome about it. Yeah, it, so there's, there's tons of stuff. And some and of them a, can be downright sad. A lot of them are. But hey, you're in a post-apocalyptic world. True. You're going to get a lot of sad ones. Can we just say some of the best stuff about Fallout? This goes all the way back to the original, the alien quests. Well, they're not really quests. They just kind of happen. The alien quests? I never really do any of them. So in the first Fallout, um, you know how you walk around, how it's over. It's like Yeah, it's isometric. It's isometric. So there's this rare chance of you stumbling across a crashed alien spaceship. Mm. And it's heavily irradiated. So you'll die if you're not careful. There's two dead alien bodies and one of the best weapons in the game there called the Alien Blaster. Yeah. And the Alien Blaster can literally one-shot any enemy in the game. But the problem is you only have 100 shots for it. And the ammo is non-findable in the first one. Can you even find it in the other ones? In free, no, because there was the only place you could get it was you could go into the outcast base and steal it. Yeah. And then they have it. It's in four, but it's also kind of rare to find. Yeah. Nulfred is actually in uh, Fallout 4. Nulfred? Yeah. You go inside the Brotherhood of Steel's airship. It's growing in one of their things. They're saying strange plants appeared out of nowhere. John, you said hmm. you like all the secret little stories and quests and things. What is what one that has stuck with you the most? You know, mm. one little special dash of texture and depth was just like, huh? You know, like you think about. Ooh. So, in. Who played New Vegas? Oh, I didn't play New Vegas. That's the only one I haven't played yet. So New Vegas is one of my favorites. It's kind of its own enigma, but what I liked about it was it brought back the NCR from the original Fallout franchise. And the NCR the NCR NCR stands for the New California Republic, founded in 2090, I believe. Because it's on... That side of the country. Because the first one took place in Southern California, too. Yeah. So, so the NCR was actually a try to rebuild American society based off of old laws and rules. The problem was they expanded too big and had really no way to keep their uh, government in check. I mean, they even went as far as trying to reintroduce paper money. But it just wasn't working. So what they did was... They actually had regulators. They would hire out mercenaries and make them into uh, law bringers. And if you ever saw one of these law bringers wearing like the pit helmet with the red uh, glowy eyes, you knew you were screwed because they were essentially going to put a bullet in your head for the name of the NCR. But um, in Fallout, in Fallout Four, there's this um, 
guy that you, you meet. He's a companion that can join you. His name is uh Oh crap. Forget That's an interesting name. I'm spaced on his name. I don't is he is he is this is this He's a Oh, it's gonna bug me now. Uh, is he is he part of the NCR or he was he was he quit oh. the NCR because he fell in love with this woman that just changed his life and he wanted to spend the rest of his time, life with this woman and um, what ended up happening was he settled down as a security force guy in this town and one night he was he found out that his wife was uh, kidnapped by a raider group known as Caesar's Legion and they were like a army the NCR was fighting a bunch of uh, tribals and um, he uh, went and followed them down and found that his wife was being auctioned off and he uh, was horribly outnumbered and he had no way to actually save her and so he had the choice so he made the choice to actually kill her himself from range with a sniper rifle instead of have her be like tortured and killed in a way that's to a fate worse than death essentially because the uh, caesar's legion they're just they're pigs mm. and this is in new vegas okay yeah okay i was like i don't remember this character at all i was like oh wait i didn't play new vegas so so um, what happened you fought you find this man just broken and he's just serving out his time as a as a bodyguard essentially in this town he's like i've had it i know somebody in this town stabbed me in the back i want you to find out who it is take him out front so i can shoot him mm -hmm. and you do some research and you find out it's this old woman that ran the motel that sold her because she was jealous that she was young and was capable of having children but yeah so after that he joins your party and it's it takes him almost the entire game to warm up to you to tell you the story hmm. like you can you talk to him he's like look i'm not going to be friends with you i'm just going to take orders so don't try and then finally over time he warms up and he tells you the story is this optional or is this integral to the plot I oh it's a lot of optional anything companion base is optional interesting you don't have to yeah, so there is uh, even even the main like there's only one main story quest, and I'm playing what uh, in Fallout Three. That's like just kind of find your dad and you can follow it. But every other quest is a side quest. Yeah. So there and there's a lot of side quests to do. I think one of the most memorable quests is the bomb quest in Fallout mm -hmm. Three. That really changed the game too, depending on what you did. Yeah. So, if, for those who haven't played Fallout Three, um, there is uh, why am I forgetting the name of that town? Megaton. Megaton. You. That's like the first. So when you come out the vault, the first, first town one you see, see uh, is Megaton, and you can basically go on a quest. Um, you get taken to another major kind of place, which is Pennywise Tower. Penny yeah. Tower. Penny's Tower. Yeah, and you get talked to a guy that that Penny's Tower is like full of just rich people. Yeah. So basically, a guy had a tower. He owned the tower. He's a rich guy. He put up a wall around it, and then just people have okay. lived there if they're rich, because you can still be rich in post-apocalyptic world. Uh, so one guy was going to give you a lot of caps to go detonate the bomb, and just you, because it messed with his view. 
Yeah. And so you could A, blow up the bomb and completely destroy Megaton, or you could B, uh, use the thing that he just gave you to do it to just defuse the bomb and no yeah. longer make it. Because it was still a live bomb, too. It was just a bomb that fell that never went off. And so they build a town around it because that's what you do. Well, the fury was behind it. Nobody would attack a town with a giant bomb in the middle of it, which I is kind of true. Yeah. But then you have, but then you had that like cult that rised up around it too. Yeah, Children of the Atom. Uh, and that cult. So this is so Fallout Three and Fallout Four are all in Capital Wasteland and the Commonwealth. Yeah, uh, that's the same area, isn't it? The Commonwealth. What's the big one? Commonwealth is the big area, or is the Capital Wasteland the big area? Capital Wasteland was where the bombs hit the hardest, though. Yes, but they're relatively close. Yeah, I think they're the same technically area because one's in Boston, and then Fallout Four is in Boston area. That's Massachusetts. Fallout Three was in DC, DC, yeah, Virginia, DC. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically the, the Commonwealth and the uh, Capital Wasteland are kind of the same area. Um, I think it's all just called the Commonwealth. Actually, yeah. I think Capital Wasteland is a small area inside the Commonwealth. Uh, but more colloquially termed capital wasteland. But regardless, that's that area. That's why you don't see the NCR because the NCR is all the way all on the other way side of the country. There. So, but that's why you do see the NCR in Fallout 1, which is in California, and Fallout New Vegas, which is in Nevada. And then I don't know what's in the center. There's really... There's not much talk about it. There's talk of the Lonesome Road. Yeah. You know, the big, huge divide... That's in the middle of stuff. That's kind of it. Where is uh, uh, 76 supposed to take place? West Virginia. West yeah. Virginia. Mountain mama. <laughs> take me home. Country <laughs> road. See, uh, what's excited to me about the area where that's taking place is in that area, there were so many Cold War bunkers and secrets and bases just hidden there. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the thing. So they're they're pulling on that. Um, mm-hmm. So and that's again, that's all East Coast stuff. So you're not going to see the NCR. Uh, wait, wait, no, this is going to take place before the NCR even becomes a thing, isn't it? Yeah, is this correct? is this is like thirty to twenty five years after the bombs fell. Uh, twenty five years. It's twenty five years. They they said it's nineteen uh, or not nineteen uh, twenty twenty ninety eight because yeah. there's that big huge celebration going on called emergence day or something like that where uh, there's Reclam- reclamation day yes where, where they're, they're going reclaiming back up. everything um, it's yeah um yeah anyways should we get back to the timeline where did we miss the timeline there's other things that happened after that stuff. uh like there is the whole super mutants became a thing yes the forced, the forced evolutionary virus, which was yeah. created by the Enclave as a form to try to create super soldiers. But this oh, one we, guy... We haven't talked about the Enclave yet. Hey, either. the Enclave. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you guys need to go there first. Although, if I may make one point about the wonderful city of Megaton. Yes. With the disappearing sheriff. <laughs> Where he just flies up into space. Yeah, yeah. The, the glitch oh. that me and like three other guys had that... For some reason, even when I reloaded it onto my new PC, well, new by, you know, that game standards, Mm -hmm. even on my new PC reloading it, I still have the exact 
same issue where his hat stretches off into infinity. And as soon as you end the dialogue conversation, it shrinks and sends him flying up into the sky. Yep, and he's never seen again. Yep, never to be able to complete any of the quests that go along with Megaton at that point. It's lame, actually. Pisses me off. <laughs> so, uh, I had to go and get my I hate Fallout because of this moment. <laughs> I no, hate when my hats go up into the sky and then I'm never seen again. So I know. It's what keeps happening the- to my fez. I, I don't know exactly what, what's going on. My fiance keeps saying, oh yeah, I just picked it up and it just flew off into space. It just disappeared. It's like, oh, damn it. Now I got to order another one. He's like, no, I'm sure it'll come back. No, no, I got to have another Fez. I got to have another Fez. Can't be a break in the Fez ownership timeline. Exactly. No, it's just, it's not right. Because Fez are cool, right? You guys know it's true. Sure. They're as cool as you are, Rob. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Just for that, (laughs) you're all getting them as wedding gifts. Uh, Awesome. Wait, you don't give other people gifts at your wedding. Well, I mean, you do for groomsmen, and I mean, you guys are all my groomsmen. That's correct. It's normally something like a watch. Yes. Usually. A watch. Yeah. As being part of the groomsmen, you'll get something like a watch or or like a tie clip or cufflinks. A Pip-Boy. A Pip-Boy. But they're normally engraved uh, or like a flask. Flasks are popular. I guess you do do that. I'm sorry, my bad. Mm-hmm. I've never been a groomsman. Mm. Well, welcome. Uh, <laughs> Just because you won't be standing next to me won't be, or won't mean that you won't be one of them. I don't know if bridesmaids get anything, actually. They do. Uh, what do they get? Well, generally, they get something. What do they Sometimes get? Jewelry? A piece of jewelry? No, earrings? Normally, it is a robe. Yeah, they all wear matching robes while getting ready in the morning. Yeah, oh, so like that's fancy that's bride's responsibility there. But like, I don't know. Great uh, well, monogram. Been in a wedding yep. party. There's been no presents, but mm-hmm. lots of uh, open, but open bars. So it's okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's something. That's a present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, fall out. <laughs> yes, we're talking about the enclave. How um, much jerks the they are. Enclave. Sterilizing so, everything you put within it with pressure and heat. That's kind the of what auto- they did. Not what we're we're not talking about autoclaves, heat sterilizers. No, I, but honestly, your description wasn't far off. What they believe, the, at least. Yeah. So the enclave uh, was basically what was the descendants of the American government. Yes. Uh, so uh, as we said, they went to their own vault uh, on an uh, oil rig. Yeah, yeah, and then they just kept on being them, and they kind of made their own own thing, and they changed changed their name and everything to the Enclave, and then they, yeah, did bad things. They also continued experimenting with uh, a lot of weapons that weren't finalized before the uh, the what the Great War was called. So. They invented plasma weapons. Yes. Yeah. They perfected the X-01 power armor, making the advanced power armor Mark II, which was a lot more protective and mobile. They who, also made, had, who made the power armor X stuff? The X-01 power armor was in its prototype stages right before the Great War and never saw mass production, but you can find suits of it in certain spots of the Capital Wasteland and in... Uh, uh, where the uh, 
game takes place in foreign space on that right now. The uh, Commonwealth. Yeah, Commonwealth. Uh, Boston. Yeah, you can find them there because the suits were in their prototype stages. There was a few of them in military bases, but they technically were never finished. Yeah, I think uh, Fallout 2, you see them. Yes, uh, Fallout 2, you see them quite a bit. The Enclave Revenants are actually using them. Yeah, because I think Fallout uh, 2, the Enclave, is the main bad guy. In Fallout 1, kind of the Brotherhood of Steel are the bad guys. Yeah, they kind of were, weren't they? Because if uh, you had if you had technology, they would kill you and take it. Yeah. Did you know clave as a suffix, the root word is clavis, which in Latin is key. Mm. So is you're that, saying they're the key? The key. Yeah. The hey, there you go. Mm. <laughs> well, it's funny because the Enclave, when they first, when they retreated to their base or whatever, they had the president there, John Eden or whatever his name was, that was active at that time. Their goals were relatively, like, honoring. They wanted to rebuild the country afterwards, but over time, its leadership changed, and when leadership changed, their ideals changed. They thought they would be the inheritors of the world because they weren't affected by the radiation or anything like that. Because eventually that led to that mentality of I'm going to kill everyone that's left. I'm going to kill the super mutants, wipe out the ghouls. I mean, they were even willing to go as far to take the only source of clean water in the DC area. Hmm. Oh, um, what did I just find? Uh, what was, uh, what did I say? Fallout 1 was Vault 13? Yeah. Uh, that one... I just looked it up with these. Uh, it wasn't a control vault. It was supposed to be stay shut for 200 years. Mm. So that was its social experiment of being locked off for that long. Yeah. So they all had like every single vault had a social experiment. Um, so it was like there were some control. Some were some were crazy. Some was like. Um, Remember the one with just one guy and he had a puppet? Yes. Um it was him and it was one guy and a box of puppets. Yes. Just uh, one guy by himself. With a box of puppets. And then if you go through the story of that one is like he, I think he accidentally like hurts one of the puppets and yeah. then just leaves. He's like, I can't stay here anymore and I have to leave. He hurts one of the puppets, but it's one of the puppets is the guy killing everybody. Yeah. And so that like alter ego of that puppet like goes and he like kills a bunch of raiders. Yeah, so the, a lot of vaults are really messed up stories. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like there's another one. There's another one that was about uh, every time they had to sacrifice a person mm -hmm. uh, and then they keep doing it and then it was supposed to be picked yeah. uh, and they did it as a lottery and then it came to the point where, okay, we won't do anything at all. And then as soon as they don't sacrifice someone, they go, Congratulations! You truly triumph over the human will and <laughs> congratulate you. And then everyone's just like, well, we're all going to commit suicide now. And that's what they did. Because so, there's uh, only three of them left at that point. Yeah. So that was another dark vault. Huh. Mm, quite a few. Yeah. What about the one from Fallout 4 where they put a bunch of druggies in a vault and get them that clean? One. That yes. was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the idea that everyone in that vault was uh, an rehabilitated uh drug addict 
and then they're just going and getting drug fixed and everything. And then there was a uh, a plant, like a person was planted in there that worked for them, yep. that basically uh, knew where there was a stash of drugs. And so at a after a certain amount of time, it was supposed to unveil the stash of drugs and see if they all were like, no, we don't need them. Um, unfortunately, everyone died in that one too. Yep. Okay. Died so. from drugs or... <laughs> Uh, a mixture of things. Yeah. Mixture of drugs. Mixture of drugs and killing each other. Four drugs. Four drugs. drugs anyway, so that's 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 the uh, that's all that's the vaults. There we could go down the line of all the vaults, and there's a bunch of vaults that haven't been ex- uh, defined yet. My favorite vault, which is actually not a canon vault, but has been mentioned in some other stuff, which is Vault 53? Yes, Vault 53. I don't know Vault 53. I believe it's I Vault really, 53. I know like five vaults and what they actually are. Mm-hmm. I'll fully uh, admit, I don't remember playing Fallout 2, even though I know I played it. I remember playing Brotherhood of Steel, and I don't remember anything about it. I remember a lot of Fallout 3, but it's been a while. And I uh, gotta admit, I own Fallout 4, and I still have not actually loaded it up yet. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was something called the Fallout Bible, which was a yeah. bunch of uh, content put out on the internet that had like hidden stuff. And now all that stuff isn't canon, uh, but it has a lot of good resource material. Anyways, in it, it has Vault 53, which is a vault that all the equipment is designed to break down every few months, mm-hmm. but it, everything is very easily repairable. So they have all the parts to repair everything. It's just the idea that it's constant stress on the inhabitants to constantly fix these things that break down all the time. Sounds like my job. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I I used to work at a place where our machines would just break all the time. And it didn't become... It was like kind of stressful, but then it became just like another thing you have to do. It became habitual because it would break so commonly that you're just like, okay, this broke. I know it broke because this is what broke last time and it's always going to break. So it just becomes something like brushing your teeth every day. It's just right. like habitual. It's like, so I feel like that's the kind of vault. If you were grew up in that vault, you would just be naturally good at making and building things. Yeah. And so I like that vault. I'd be like, I'd probably enjoy that. I'd just be like, Oh, this is broken. I'll fix it again and do some things. And that's the kind of skills you need in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, anyways, that's vault. Um, we were talking about the enclave. Um, I don't know. You got, you got me on a subject here. Oh, what's this? Yeah. It just, because we're talking about our favorite vaults. Um, I got to give a shout out to the one companion character that I've ever actually given damn about other than dog meat. Cause you know, dog meat is best boy. Um, his best friend. Yep, exactly. But, uh, other than dog meat, uh, our buddy Fox from fallout three from vault mm-hmm. 87. Love that guy. I hate the. I hate what happened to him. I, I don't him. think I've gone down that time that quest line. What, what you didn't one? get Fox as a companion? No, I don't think so. Oh man! Well, he's assigned experience with a. Yeah, he's a super mutant. Yeah, he's a super mutant oh. that was now cast to the super mutants. 
Yeah, because that's what strong is in Fallout Four. Is that's that's who that guy is. He's a he's a super mutant that you can get as a companion because he's yeah yeah he was also an outcast. Yeah, because he was originally a resident of Vault Eighty Seven, and it's hinted at he doesn't really remember his past, but you can find documents that tell you a little bit. He was a Vault security officer, but uh, when uh, oh god, what the hell was his name? Let's see here. Now, I'm not going to waste the time on this. Anyway, when the guy that was in charge of that facility decided to start going and running experiments, uh, he introduced the forced evolution virus to this particular vault. And Isn't that he... vault full of, like, uh, military expertise? Mm-hmm. It was full of that and munitions. Yep. Yeah, no, that was a place you could go and get a lot of shit. Because that's how the Supermans got armed and the VC ruined. Yep, exactly. And then there's Fox, who's just the nicest guy on the planet. You find him locked in a room, and he's just doesn't really care at that point. Yeah, no, and he's he also holds the record of being the oldest character in, or I should say the oldest canon character in the Fallout universe at uh, 200 years for an organic creature, her for an organic character anyway. Let's also not forget that he comes back and saves you from the Enclave base. Oh, that that was the best. When they introduced the DLC for uh, Fallout 3 and you got an actually happy ending. Well, sort yeah. of. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll say happy ending. No, it was before the uh, final push of Liberty Prime. He's actually outside the um, base taking on Enclave soldiers with a um, Gatling laser. He's like, I'm here to save you. Yep. Oh, it's great. And he kicks butt. Oh man. So speaking of uh uh forced evolution virus, mm-hmm. uh there is the main prote- or antagonist of uh Fallout One, which is mm-hmm. the master. The master. The master. Uh he was the one that was kind of behind the big mutant army in yep. California. So I don't know. Where where to begin with that? He's His a, origins. He's a giant, horribly mutated brain. Stuck to a computer. Yeah. That's a little weird and morbid. But, um, God, when did he come? When did he come around? Because uh, that's after uh, the mutated, the mutants were around already by then. Yeah, because they were grabbing people and turning them into mutants yeah because mutants are sterile so they can't have kids so they just steal humans and then turn them into mutants by Um, using the force evolutionary virus yeah so um yeah um so and they've been that forced evolutionary virus has been a lot was around before the great okay so the the uh the great war is what they call it uh that's the when the nukes went off everywhere uh that took like uh, they say it took two hours, lasted for two hours. Two hours. Yeah. And they were already doing the forced evolution virus before that to make better soldiers for the current uh, resource war that was going on. Super um, soldiers. Yeah. Uh, to the point, the for- was the forced evolution virus also used on the um, death claws? It was used on almost every mutated animal in the Fallout universe seems to have been exposed to it. Yeah. Because the Myolarchs, the um, 
some of the rad roaches. A lot of those things had come in contact. The Deathclaw was a failed experiment to try to make a uh, just a killing machine they could unleash on their enemies. Well, is that a failed experiment? I mean, they, is can't, it... they can't control it. Well, but it is a killing machine. True. Where they, as the only creature that is just like, it's scary. Uh, before, oh, yes. in the first ones, you, the, you, they were only in one place. Mm -hmm. You only saw them in the Deathclaw graveyard. Uh, and then further on in the games, they just started roaming around. And it's, and it's, it's a scary thing. Yeah, it's a scary thing to see. Like, when you get far enough in there, uh, like, I, I can go fight them. And I've killed enough death claws, and I I love eating death claw steak in Fallout Four because it's it just so much health and buffs, and it's great. Uh, but before that, they are just like you don't fight them because they're just killing machines. Right. Yeah, even in the first in in the newest one in Fallout Four, like they're the only one that like it can physically grab you and then it holds you up in the air and like shakes you and then throws you down. And if you're not careful, that will kill you. Uh, if you're in power armor, you're pretty good. The way they introduced it in Fallout 4 was fantastic, where you had the mission where you're in the T-40 power armor. And then it comes out of the grate, and you have to take on the Raiders and a Deathclaw. Yeah. But, that like, I cool. think I think that's it with Fallout 4, is, is like, it, re it goes, hey, there's going to be more. Because in any of the other ones, like, armor was rare. If you got armor, yes. you had one set of armor. Now in Fallout 4, they're like, okay, you have... You're Iron Man now. You you remember the scene? Iron Man? <laughs> Everyone who has played Fallout Four for a long enough time had that where they had just their yeah. line of that, and they're like, "I'm going to be Iron Man now." I'm going to be Iron Man with a suit with every occasion. <laughs> so yeah, because they have so many different types in there, you can like lock and switch, and there's so much more crafting. They can customize them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're back. We're we're. Oh, I gotta go back to lore. Where were we? What were we talking about? Antagonist, the master. Protagonist, the yeah. master. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's all this, I can say about him. Is he? Kinda, he had a... This kind of ties into the master, but in Fallout One, did you ever run into a guy called Herbert? Uh, he had a guy. Memory? Tree growing out his head. Oh yes. I remember him. Um, Herbert, Herbert was one of the few guys to survive a uh, an encounter with uh, with the master. If I remember correctly, they were raiding, and then he got some of that forced evolutionary stuff on his head, and then a random seed landed on his head, and then a tree started growing from his uh, head. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally remember him. And then he um, shows up in Fallout Three. Oh, does he? Yeah, except he's like a huge mutated tree with a bunch of hippies worshiping him. Oh, yes, because he gets stuck there, and then you just see his face. Yes. In the tree, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. The, uh, uh, the forest evolution virus seems to play a big part in Fallout, but I don't, it just never feels like it, it's that important. It's just something no. that's going around in the background. But... Everything can be explained by it. Or... It's almost more subtext. Mm -hmm. It is, but it seems like every big player, you always just find, you stumble upon that they have been messing with it at some point. It's yes. a great plot device. I mean, really, it works. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's multiple strains in every area of the world or every area of the United States and um, everyone had it and then they all make mutants and then it just seems like every bad guy's idea is to make some super mutants. Like that was the uh, um, uh, the master's idea was to make a bunch of mutants and take over um, the Enclave. Did they make super mutants or did they super hate them? Oh, they hated them. Um, But I think they're the ones, the Enclave, since they're the remnants of uh, the uh, American government, I think they're the ones that initially tried to push for it. Yeah, because you're right. They introduced it into the water supply. Yeah, because they are trying to force evolution, their soldiers, so they could win the war. But then it turned into mutants, and then now they hate it. the Brotherhood of Steel absolutely hate mutants because they hate everything that represents what's happened because they believe technology has destroyed. This is this is technology's fault. So they they want to collect all of it and they want to destroy all of it. And so they hate things like ghouls and mutants because that all represents um, the hubris of the Amer- uh, the humanity, uh, hubris of the human and technology and that's what's destroyed the world and made it's, it into. It's kind of like they're the parents that take the, takes the dangerous toy away from the kid saying you can't have it. Yeah. I guess that's the way because yeah. Cause that, but once again, every single brotherhood of steel, uh, like motto and creed changes depending on which faction you talk to because they're everyone's so disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, like you, like you were saying in the uh, uh, other fallouts, the Brotherhood of Steel are sort of the bad guys. They will attack you on sight for the yeah. uh, technology, and then in Fallout Three, they're protecting. Uh, I don't remember seeing them in Fallout Three that much. They were in Fallout Three in the DC ruins, taking on the super mutants. Oh shit! They were. They absolutely were. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, and then they're they are way more prevalent in fallout four where they have like their own store you can like align with them and everything and they got Um, their asses handed to them on a silver platter and fallout new vegas did they oh yes they met they were dealt such a bad blow in new vegas they had no choice but to go underground and hide for 20 years for 10 years because the New Californian Republic kicked their ass really hard because they had bad because the uh, Brotherhood of Steel had this uh, this leader that was just so obsessed with this one building that he was willing to sacrifice all the soldiers to keep it, and then they all died and he just disappeared. But it turns out this building was one of the last uh, control centers that could actually operate satellite lasers. Yeah. Are you fam- are you familiar with those things? The satellite lasers? Yeah. Um, not really. I don't know because if like, that's a if that's in Fallout New Vegas, New Vegas, I never played, but I don't remember it being. It in was there. also in the DLC in Fallout Three, but it's essentially an orbital weapon that drops. Oh, was that an Anchorage DLC? It was in. Um, it was the continuation of the story, Broken Steel. Oh no, I didn't play that one. No. So essentially, these it's theorized these were the things that started the blast, but essentially they're satellites that just drop nukes from outer space onto targets. Yeah. Um, 
they use those against uh, the Brother of Steel to destroy Liberty Prime. And then they also, they're available in Fallout New Vegas, but you have the option to disactivate it to prevent anyone from using it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and then we haven't even talked about all the, like, extra lore there is. So aliens are a different thing. There's the whole uh, uh, aliens in the first game. They're in every game. Yeah, um, you just find remnants of aliens and weird ancient technology, um, and a cult yeah. that's been in every single one of the Fallout games. Oh, the Children of the Atom? No, not Children of the Atom. There's another one. They don't have their own quest, but you can always find their shrines. And there's to the always aliens, or and to. I'm not sure if it's to the aliens. Whenever you go there, you start seeing like if you're in the dark, you start seeing flashbacks of the past. And then they start walking towards you, and then they turn into ghouls. And then you can always oh. get a uh, sacrificial blade at these places. I do know those ones. Um, yeah. And they always seem to be worshipping these giant underground like statues. I have no idea what those ones are. But you do always get a sacrificial blade. Yeah. Can I, can I just want to say something that just absolutely. drives me absolutely nuts about the aliens <laughs> in this game? Absolutely. So we played a lot of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> we have. We have. And there is a lot of alien bullshit or implied alien bullshit that's hidden into the you know makeup of that game. Oh, yes. But there's not actually anything legit other than in the single player, there's a couple of times you can go and encounter alien spacecraft and nothing but that. Just there a whole are... bunch of hidden shit. Yeah. Um, I think and, it's all main and... game stuff. Yeah, because there is in what was it San Andreas? You can break into like a secret compound, and that yeah. that's where you get the jetpack. Yeah. Um, and then in and Fallout Five, you just you can get that each. You can get these parts, and then you basically build a car, a mm -hmm. UFO car. Yeah, which I mean that's all cool and great, and then you have freaking Fallout. Hmm. And it just manages to go and crank up the alien bullshit to another level on there. It See what cranks I, up a lot of conspiracy in that it game. It does. What I love about the alien bullshit, though, is like they're the classic 1950s alien. Yes. Yep. Like classic. Like I'm talking the grays, the big heads, big eyes. I also love the animation of the uh, of the laser guns. Do pew pew like old school. And then, did you guys ever play the uh, DLC they had? That was Mothership Zeta. Yeah, uh, that one. Yeah, that that's like the that's all. That's the Holy Grail. Yeah, that's nothing but aliens. That's the them doubling down, saying, "Hey, aliens are in this game." What was cool about that was um, there's actually quite a bit of lore on there talking about the Battle of Anchorage and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Because um, that was an important part, like the Battle of Anchorage. Uh, was when China attacked through um, Alaska. Oh, God, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> trying to remember, get words going. Um, so, yeah, and if I remember correctly, you go into a VR and it's like yeah, a... It's, a re, it's a, the actual memories of a soldier that served in Operation Anchorage. Yeah. But what's, uh, what I love about it was when you play that mission, 
you can just say, guys, it's just a simulation. It's not real. Or you have the option the entire time to just play the character. Like, there's this time you're talking to your soldiers, like, don't worry, Mike. We'll be done with this and be back in time for Christmas. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you're right. For the good old US of A. Yeah. <laughs> USA. 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 Well, it's funny because China in those games always had more advanced technology. Their stuff was more streamlined. Yeah. Like I'm wondering. Suits. I'm wondering if they, maybe that's the difference is like, they still just had technology and mm -hmm. they just didn't get it. And they were the whole reason we introduced power armor. Yeah. What if you only ever see America? What if the other worlds just aren't as destroyed? What if Japan's a giant desert? Radioactive desert. What if it is? That'd be what cool. If, what if there's like a whole bunch of like just fertile land and people living normally in like China somewhere? What if uh what if Russia's just a frozen wasteland, a frozen nuclear winter? What if I told you it was all meant to be? <laughs> What's this? Amy, you're still here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fall out of the conversation, did I? Oh. Uh, but well, hold on. With continuing the what ifs. What if Desert Punk, a.k.a. Sunabozu, is actually the Japanese story from what happened oh, after the bombs dropped? I love so Desert awesome. Punk. Oh, I would love it if that was the case. That is exactly what it feels like. That would what the be hell are you doing? Yeah, what are you making us think your wife's hot? <laughs> the first episode where there's this beating up that spy. Oh my god, Desert Punk. Des Rob's rain spider voice is the best. Go, go watch it, kids. That's a great movie. Go watch it. It's a great educational show. Great educational. <laughs> educational about the human form. <laughs> and guns. And guns. And pudding. <laughs> pudding. <laughs> you know what's funny? Did you know the NCR is actually mentioned in Fallout 4? Hmm? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it would it be? Wouldn't it? Uh, what's his name? The guy that shoots your your significant other at the beginning. He was an NCR Ranger. Oh, Kellogg. Yes, he mm -hmm. was an NCR Ranger that went AWOL when he found out that the person he was having a relationship with on the military base was pregnant. Oh. Yeah, kind of like your story, except he was a douche that was never around. Yeah, he was a yeah, uh... life story. Not not you in the game. Your literal life story. Mm. Well, it's interesting because when you think about it, your character is going on this journey to essentially find your son, but and you're killing all these people. But there's like there's this one uh, mission that's just stood out to me. Sorry for going back to Fallout Four, but oh, go for it. We're talking about more. It's this raider. Uh, this raider base right off the bat that belongs to a raider called Red, and she's literally doing the same thing you're doing, trying to find her sister. Oh. And you have the option. I mean, they attack you right off the bat. She's a raider. So they're like, oh, raiders. Raiders are bad, right? She's just trying to find her sister. I guess. You, she's just trying to find your sister, 
use doing it the way she wants to do it and then you go in so it's like it's stuff like that yeah uh did you find your sister later no she's dead because oh. that other raider douchebag like went and chucked her like drugged her by accident and then chucked her body in the river yeah yeah oh yeah 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 so. And then there's this one rare occasion in that game you can do when you uh, you'll be walking through the through the uh, the one uh, creepy cemetery. You ever been to that cemetery? There's one. There's a cemetery that has three different random encounters in it. Hmm. One, one encounter is a bunch of ghouls just climb out of the ground and attack you. Okay. Is the other one a death claw? A death claw, and then the last is you just hear crying. You walk up to it, and it's just a raider crying at a uh, gravestone. He doesn't attack you, even when you go up to him. He has the red markings on him, but he's just crying, and he's essentially saying, "I don't want to do this anymore." Hmm. And he'll only attack you if you attack him. Weird. Yeah, uh, you know it's food for thought. I mean, good guy from your perspective, right? Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. It's like, in, in this world, there is no good guy. It's just everyone's trying to survive. And you survive how you can. And, uh, uh, like, what it was, uh, there's a lot of stories where there's there's the Minutemen stories where there are Minutemen trying yeah. to do good things. And then they basically have to, like, do stuff to just stay alive. And then they eventually turn into raiders because they make way more money being raiders. And, yeah, because they were, like, starving. They just couldn't get food for protecting people. And, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, they just turned them into raiders because that's just how you can survive. It's a dog-eat-dog dog world. There's a lot of problems there. The guy with the bigger gun wins. Yeah. So, yeah, but then they still have people with um, class divide and there's, like, rich people there and everything, so. Well, a lot of these rich people are mainly guys that have access to goods people need, like uh, the stockpile guys. Yeah ammunition, medical supplies, weapons, guys that have access to these loot piles are the rich people. So, well, and it's weird because they have other characters that are like considered like old wealth that they like, they're wealthy before and then it was just like passed down and so they have all these nice houses that have been in their family forever and it just kind of feels a little off because of that because it's like, well, there was a nuclear war so the fact that your family wasn't completely um broken off and just gone because i feel like families and traditions and like uh family lines would just sort of break away very quickly and any any knowledge of like past um past families and such uh would just mm -hmm. kind of be lost very easily knowledge would be something that would be would be easily lost knowledge um, is a pretty good uh value as well too yeah so there would just be things like that. There were just, I don't know. Did they have internet back then? Like uh, they're in the future, but I don't remember them ever actually developing something like internet. I don't think that no, kind of technology ever developed. Like you they said, still have newspapers and stuff like that. Yeah. Everything's books and newspaper because their information never really shrunk down. So like they, yeah, ever, they have robots. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, with the exception of or with the exception of the Pip Boy and the robots, what are we really looking at though? Everywhere we ever go and see a big computer or anywhere we go and see a traditional computer or anything like that has 
big cases, big hardware going along with it. It never seemed to miniaturize to that point. And it seems like interconnectivity is very limited on there. Yeah. You know, uh, part of the reason why they couldn't just go and launch off any of the, you know, hidden nukes or anything like that in Fallout 3. You know, they true, couldn't yeah. just go and connect to something else. They had to go and actually hardline everything. Yeah. And, and they that's like, launch codes. Like every, all the information was on hollow disks, which yeah. are just basically like VHSs. Yeah. Yeah. Magnetic strip. Are they magnetic strip? They can't be. They would have demagnetized. They call them hollow tapes, so I'm assuming there's something different. But they load like a VHS. Yeah, well, they're hollow discs, so maybe there is like a like a disc on there or something. I've always something kind of assumed that's like a giant floppy or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like something magnetized would get completely destroyed or would demagnetize over the course of 200 years. Well, uh, that's why I assume they go and use the term holographic on there because. Magnetics would go and decay as time goes along, but something that's imprinted on a holographic film wouldn't necessarily go and do that unless exposed. I guess, and they are closed, and then it would be just a hollow disc, so it would be like a holographic disc. Yeah. Well, there we go. It was yeah. in the name the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like weird technology like that, so I don't think, like, and also their computers were very basic, like the kind of programming they would do for their computer was... Uh, like a Commodore 64, basically. They all had Commodore 64s, and that's it. It never got more than that. They have arcade cabinets. They do, which was about a Commodore 64. I don't think it really had much more than that in arcade. Arcades are something from the 70s, which out probably outdate those computers, don't they? Yeah. So One thing I'm interested is... Uh... For uh, 76 is um, because of how it's taking place so early, right? Like, there's a lot of potential to do some pretty cool things. Like, we could potentially see the start of the Brotherhood of Steel, for all we know. That'd be awesome. And also, it's like a lot of what I love about these areas is almost every uh, area has a unique mutated uh, enemy that's unique to the game because of where it takes place. If you guys have noticed that. Oh, like so. Well, how so? Um, Cause what was it in? Blue crabs are native to Maryland, which is where I was born. And they're in Fall Creek, which I have played. <laughs> well, a good example of this is the overly mutated lobsters in uh, Far Harbor, which are in, um, a DLC for Fallout 4 because it takes place in Maine and there's these huge giant mutated hermit crabs that actually hide inside cars. And then when you go into Fallout New Vegas, there's a unique form of mutated coyote that's spliced with uh, spliced with uh, Cobra in that game as well. And then also the Cazador, which is a unique form of giant flying ant, which is common in that area. Hmm. I'm pretty hmm. sure there's something like that also in Fallout 3. I just can't remember. But also it's the 4-7 evolutionary virus working its magic. Yes. Yeah, with everything it's around. It's not magic. It's science, John. Woo! <laughs> Evolution is science, not magic. Science. Otherwise, Darwin heresy. was a magician. Dark magician. Dumble Darwin. 
I'm a little hesitant about multiplayer. This could either make or break the game, but I'm willing to try it because Fallout has changed so much over the years. Because it was like a tactics game and then it became a shooter. Yeah, it's, it has changed quite a bit. It was like it was it was uh, sold as uh, a post-apocalyptic RPG. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, the first ones were sort of a RPG style isometric. You walk around, do quests, and it was supposed to be really, really hard. Um, the second one is supposed to be the most hardest of them all. Um, a really impossible game to play because you can just die so easily by making mm-hmm. the wrong choice. Yet they either make the perfect, either you have like a one out of four chances, and if you make the wrong choice, then you die. Yeah, so. that's pretty much what happens. Um, but then in the new ones, yeah, they just sort of turned it into a first-person shooter, and it's kind of grown and gotten pretty big. I remember um, when Fallout 4 or 3 was announced, and that was a big deal. I remember that, too. And that's, uh, yeah, that was a big that was a big deal. And I got the uh, special edition with, like, Sweet. the lunchbox and the soundtrack. And because that was a big thing is the soundtrack. The music is still all just 1950s music. Um, yeah. I got the special edition for New Vegas. What I loved about it was uh, they throw in a uh, sheriff's badge for the NCR. That's what oh. I loved about New Vegas was it was very cowboy western themed. Yeah, it is Re- the desert. It is like Nevada. The revolver was really common, and there was just amazing cowboy like western based weapons. I'm currently looking up history on the brotherhood and my god mm. there is a lot of stuff yeah. to say when they started is hard to say it seems like they it seems the mariposa military base is a very crucial point of what happened here yeah because um, uh, that's vault 13 or that's near vault 13 um, that's also what a vault was that's that, that's the military base. I think that's also vault 86 is there too, isn't it? Yes. So the one you're talking about. Um, and it turns out like the kind of like the starter of the brotherhood of steel started there. Cause they were looking after it as they were military unit that was sent there as security. And then they found out that they were like testing the HVs, uh, HEV, uh, FEV virus. Mm. or no, fev don't want to say virus yeah. that's, that's redundant uh yes, the fourth yeah. evolution virus virus yeah atm machine machine um <laughs> uh yeah uh it's the yeah so they're like hold on did you just say atm machine, I did. machine? That's, that's the thing i did i did so just three say that. three machines in that yeah yeah three scared oh my God. atm machine 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 i am the machine <laughs> um so with that, it's just like, yeah, they did that and then they disappeared and then they came back in like 21 something. And now there's like a bunch of different branches. Like you were saying, yeah, there's different branches. So there's like the Texas branch. There's the Montana branch. There's uh, what else? What other ones did I find? Yeah, there's the Mojave branch. Yeah, there's the East Coast. Uh, yeah, the Mojave, uh, the Midwest, uh, Colorado. And so they're just different branches. So ironically, like, at one point, they were all communication with each other, though. If, hmm. 
I remember correctly, because they all got the same standing order from everybody, and that was to retrieve technology at all costs. That seems to be like, yeah, the uh, ideology of it. Well, it's funny because the DC branch of the uh, Brotherhood of Steel was considered to be one of the more powerful ones because they had access to a dangerous pre-war weapon. And that was Liberty Prime, that huge, giant, walking robot. Yes. That, that one was fun because he would like shout, Death to Communism! <laughs> While he was fighting, it was the best. And then they wait, went, foot, foot wait, wait, shut, which, which game are you talking? Fallout 3. Yeah. Don't they have Liberty, Liberty Prime. Prime also in Fallout 4? Yeah, they brought him there. Because yeah. the, the guy that's in charge of that branch was one of the uh, soldiers sent out from the new overseer of of the uh, branch from DC to try to establish that place. And it's essentially hinted that it, the, the new leader is the main character from fallout free or something like that. Yeah. 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 More lore. It's just, so we, we have, you have like, if you go in that game, you know, there's like some superpowers. There's the enclave. I don't know if you deal with the enclave anymore. Do you? Oh, they're, they're dead. I think. Yeah. I think they got destroyed. They were a superpower. Uh, I think they got destroyed in uh, Fallout 2. That was like the main bad guys in Fallout 2. Uh, the Master was the main bad guy in Fallout 1, and he's kind of destroyed. Um, there's still the NC... Are, but they're not really a bad guy. They're, well, I, they're a superpower. So there's a they superpower. Keep to like, themselves. Yeah, there's the NCR, which is like kind of the uh, West Coast. Um, there's the... Um, God, who's kind of in charge of Capital Wasteland? That, that's just kind of like free room and everyone's just sort of... Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, there's the Brotherhood, which are pretty prominent everywhere. Um, what else? There, I guess there's the Minutemen. Like, that's in Fallout 4. They started actually like adding more factions. So, mm -hmm. like, they had, like, the, uh, the... The Institute. The Institute, the Railroad, the the Brotherhood, the Minutemen, but I feel like that's very Boston stuff, and it's just small but the, Boston. Ironically, the Institute was mentioned going all the way back to Fallout 1. Was it mentioned in Fallout 1? Yeah, there was a quest for the Synthetic Man. Oh. Because there's always that, and then there was mention of them in 2 and 3, of the uh, them having the ability to create robots that look, think, and feel just act like humans. And they escape from the uh, Commonwealth and they uh, give them a facelift and a memory wipe and they forget about it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. So like, yeah, there are some like kind of superpowers that are still there that kind of control area. But I guess what, what is it in Las Vegas? Uh, that was vault 21. And that was, uh, that was a vault filled with nothing but, gambling addicts yeah um everything was decided by gambling and, and that's actually one of the only vaults that's uh considered a success yeah because all their disputes was uh solved by gambling so people just respected the outcomes yeah and then it just sort of grew and became new vegas and very very prominent place until dr house i mean until uh mr house took over the the strip with his robots. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Dr. House? Wait a minute. <laughs> when did we get Hugh Laurie in this game? Five oh, seconds yeah. ago. 
sorry, sorry, but I went there. I went there. I'll just I'll I'll save myself up. I'll just yeah. Goodbye. Go see home, it. Rob. See it. You're drunk. See you. See you in a week. See you in a week, Rob. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's quite a bit of stuff we touched on. That's like uh we didn't like fully plot a timeline because you can do that of when that people would take start so much time. That would, but there is there is a very defined timeline. They're very good at giving years of when things set, kind of start happening if you really go through all the lore. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we have 200 years we know about um, because it went uh, Fallout, the Great War, and then they sort of started having people started doing things and then Fallout 76 comes out in 2098 and then it's uh, what came after that? What was the most recent thing after that? Fallout 1? Mm -hmm. It's Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, Fallout 4. Yeah. And those take a span in between like 10 to 20 years in between yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, they're not much. Um, well, Fallout 1 being in 21-something, uh, Fallout, uh, Fallout 4 is the most furthest one down the line. That's, that was exactly 200 years, so that was 2277 mm -hmm. uh, was when that one took place. And so that's that's the most recent one. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's fair. Right, you got anything to add? <laughs> well, I got one thing to add because we're realistically at the end of this. I mean, Amy has died of boredom four or five times. No, no, no I'm I, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm wow. I'm a lot of this stuff because this is going to sound bad. For some reason, I've watched, I've watched a lot of Fallout. But every time it ends in me taking a delightful nap, and they've been some of the best naps I've ever had. Not because the game was boring, because both times I just like so happened to be so tired. So I like napped while my brother played Fallout. So I have good memories of Fallout, and it's actually really cool to hear all this like lore and stuff. And I want to play 76, so it's it's neat for me to get some background information. And I'm sure topics from this will come to my mind while I'm playing that. And I don't know. I want to re I want to play three. Uh, I really liked I liked it. Um, what I saw of it, and I feel like mm -hmm. now that I can save, and now that I'm like I'm like decent at first person shooters now. I wasn't when it came out, so. It was such a pain to shoot in Fallout Three. Really, I like that auto aiming system, but it's because I fucking suck. So it's cool. no, it's like you didn't use that side iron of the weapon. In Fallout Three, no, yeah, yeah just, it was kind of awkward, wasn't it? Did like this. Um, yeah, but then they had the uh, vats, and vats I used a lot in that. Yeah, vats. vats. I've stopped using vats in Fallout 4 because you just look down the sights and you can like customize your weapon so much that you just, I forget about it. I'm like, oh, here's a guy. Shoot, 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 shoot. Dead. I'm like, oh, I could have used vats. And I could have vatted. But it just like, it takes so much longer to vat up and then you gotta... True, but you can do that like build up your critical and then do the super awesome Yeah. Thing. So I started saving vats for guys that are like kind of tougher um but now i used to hit a lot in vats and now that i went back to playing the game i'm noticing that my bullets are like fring fring <laughs> fring i'm like i i hit nothing of those i could have just shot him in the face like five times with the amount of time it took just to set up vats and like aim at his body or his head uh, always the head you always aim for the head i never aim for the body who am i kidding you always aim for the head because that's 
<laughs> Where to it's put got it a low is. percentage. It's always a low percentage, but then it's like, well, I guess I'll just get closer and increase my percentage. And then I just miss all the shots, and then it goes back into normal time, and then he just starts running at you like, shit, 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 shit. And then I just shoot him. And it's like, yeah. But then when I do get criticals. Anyways, that's and my little So uh, on that note, guys, I uh, have a confession to make. What? This conversation did not begin spontaneously. There may have been an ulterior motive for us talking about Fallout this week. I may have been in talks with some people for a while now. Have you gotten to me a free copy? Because that would be super. Tyler, I didn't get you a free copy. Oh, okay. I got all four of us a free copy of Fallout 76. Bethesda has sponsored this podcast <laughs> by giving oh, us free shit. So it's not really wow. a true sponsorship, but uh, <laughs> it was an opportunity for us just to go and espouse and bullshit about the games, why we love them, and why Amy will be playing this thing from start to finish and will be giving us a review after she's done with the game. <laughs> nice. Way nice. to put pressure on the newbie. Nice. <laughs> Whatever. I can pick up games quick. There we go. Yes, but seriously, everybody, Fallout 76, it is coming out November 14th. Please pick up a copy of this. It is so soon, way sooner than I think any of us expected. We're all super duper excited about that. And remember, if you pre-order the game, and I'm not sure whether or not we get access to this because they're giving it to us, but full disclosure to everybody listening, uh, Fallout is also going and doing their brand new Break It Early Test Initiative, or sorry, test application. <laughs> Screwed that one up. The Break It Early Test application, the beta, when you pre-order the game. You can also go and sign up for beta access as well through their website at Bethesda.net. So... There you have it. Thank you very much to Bethesda for going and sponsoring this video. I hope we get an opportunity to do this again with you guys. Not just because we like free shit, but because we also love your games. Uh, Even if the hat on the sheriff from Megaton does sometimes fly (laughs) off into the stratosphere uh, and take the sheriff along with it after dialogue is over, you know, just just saying, you know, I'm not going to hold that against you, even though, you know, I had to go and play it on the PS3 just to go and complete the game. So, you know. But thank you. <laughs> yes, but thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate this. Also, uh, big shout out to Derek from Bethesda's marketing team. Uh, he was the one that initially reached out to us when I went and put out a, what the hell, I might as well see what happens. Hey, we're a podcast. Uh, this is our uh, statistics from the last year and our growth. Wondering if maybe we could go and talk to somebody about uh, any of the upcoming games for her that you guys announced at E3 thought maybe we'd get something on the Elder Scrolls Blades or something like that, and instead we're getting copies of Fallout 76. So, officially my favorite developer over there at Bethesda. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's cool. I was going to buy wow. the game anyways. <laughs> Thank you, Bethesda. I think, I think we all were. Yeah, and let that be a lesson to any of you aspiring podcast people. Sometimes it's worth a shot in the dark just to see if you can get somebody on to talk about their game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it pays off in the form of Steam access codes. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Tyler, why don't you uh, 
Why don't you close this thing out here? Because I'm still like, oh my god, I just did a spot for an actual company. Oh my god. <laughs> no pressure, Rob. Like Bolton Chargers was really cool. We loved we loved working with them. I love the product. It's a lot of fun. But oh my god, this is a multi-billion dollar company, and we just didn't advertise it for them. Oh my god, I just and this is really kind of fades. And he just broke his he just broke his chair. That's okay. Anyways, thank you all. For coming to join us today. Um, I hope you enjoyed our Fallout for Fallout oh, Fallout franchise. Our Fallout. Yeah. Yeah, our Fallout. Lore. Lore. Because um, I, I, I like their lore. There's so much hidden lore. There's like so much behind that happened not in the games and build up to things. And you can just find it. It's 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 great. You just stumble upon all this lore. Just so much time to put into lore. So there is a lot of it. And I like, I like plotting out because I'm... Uh, weird like that so anyways thank you for joining us uh if you like this podcast and you think your friends would like this podcast please refer your friends to listen to us say hey listen to these kooky guys talk about random video games and cons and costumes and the comments um so and if, if that's the case you can tell us where to find us tell them to find us on things like soundcloud or itunes or google play those that's where you can hear us if, if you want them to come listen to us or maybe maybe they're so ecstatic you can tell them to come chuck us out on uh twitter at soccer rangers or they make them you can have, tell them to email us and we'll talk back to them we'll do that because we got no lives uh to email us at soccer rangers podcast at gmail.com or if they're not into the old school emails because i guess that's an old school thing now uh they can just go on to the old um facebook page which is also now starting to be an old thing uh facebook page we have that too soccer rangers podcast uh or the new thing which is uh instagram which is we also have that too soccer rangers instagram is that just at soccer rangers i don't know how work instagram yeah yeah at soccer rangers yeah there you go at soccer rangers we have we're on so many places to get a hold of us and to listen to us we might also have a youtube i don't know um (laughs) 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 so with that thank you thank you for listening to turbo uh we're updating every monday that's when you can listen to us i'm tyler tuesday they don't expire good also tuesday Good for 200 years. We're, we're yeah, good for 200, 200 years. years. You can be listening to our podcast in a post-apocalyptic world. But so, why would you when you have those 50s jams? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that, I'd like to say thank you and goodbye. Bye.